in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top Ten, I am John Roca. And I am Manos. This is a show that we do for our patrons over patreon.com forward slash the top ten with the number ten. And they send in whatever they'd like us to talk about. We don't know what it is in advance. We just answer them as they come in. And, John, I believe it's your turn to start. Okay. Let me start it off here with our uh, guy from down under, Tim Williams. He says, good day, blokes. Hope so. That's terrible. Hope everything is well. A uh, bit of a sad one this time around. Oh, last week, March 4th, one of the greatest cricketers of all time, Shane Warne, passed away at age 52. He transcended the sport. He was our Michael Jordan in cricket terms, type of guy you wanted to have beer with him, and also women loved him. He was once married to Elizabeth Hurley. Wow. Uh, always, I, uh, anyways, I found out the news uh, from Twitter at 1 a.m. after watching The Batman. Now forever, Shane's death will be linked to The Batman for me. So my question is, where were you at some of the moments that shocked the nation or the world? Wow, 9-11, Kobe's death, or any others. Thanks again, fellas. Hooroo, Timothy R. Williams. Oh, Matt, I don't envy you starting out on this one. Um, well, let's see. Uh, 9-11, I woke up and I turned on the TV and it was already happening. Yes, yes. Um, I, I saw the... Coast people, yeah. Yeah, I saw the second plane hit. Ooh, yes. Um, I was just watching and it happened to be, you know, on CNN. Right. Uh, I was in college, so I went to class and the second plane hadn't hit yet and showed up to class and everybody was just kind of in a daze. Yeah. And, uh, professor showed up and was like, we're going to cancel. There's no point in <laughs> doing this today. Yeah. We're done here right now. Well, it's just everybody was kind of like walking around and are we we're like, what's going on? And I knew a ton of people from New York. Right. Um, so, you know, my first thought was like, oh, my God, like, how are they doing? Do they know anybody that's in the middle of all this? Like, what's going yeah. on? Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know anybody firsthand, uh, okay. thank God, that were there. Yeah. yeah. Um, that were, you know, directly impacted by it. Secondhand, uh, I'm, if I asked around, I'm sure, but I, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I remember that. And then uh, Kobe was just, what, a quiet Sunday. Yeah. And right? uh, suddenly the reports came in. And it was surreal. It's like, what? Kobe's 41 years old. What are you talking about? Yeah. It came out of nowhere. Absolutely yeah. nowhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's, you know, the weird thing is he's one of only a couple MVPs that have passed away in the NBA. Wow. Really? Yeah. <sighs> Most, almost every MVP is still alive. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, it shows you how old the sport is, too. I mean, right, 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 right. But still, we're talking about some of the earliest winners are still around. I mean, there's very few that have passed away. I think it's like three, maybe four. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. And Kobe is, uh, you know, one of them trying to think of whatever, like what other massive 
I mean, there are some that I don't want to get into a discussion yeah. of. Okay. Okay. Which is uh, all right. Like, Which well, is all yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Like January 6th, I don't want to talk about. Right, right, right. And that. stuff like that. It's just like yeah. there, you know, only frustration and madness that way lies. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah. Like in, what other shocking celebrity passings or. Yeah. I mean, well, real quick, just to chime in on the, yeah, 9 11, same thing with Matt. Uh, woke up that morning. My best friend was, was visiting from Virginia. He's the one that woke me up because apparently my mother had called frantically and left voicemail messages. At the time, we had a voicemail machine at the time. That's how old that was. And he woke me up and he was visiting from Virginia. We watched it all day. And and my friend tried to go to work who I was living with at the time. He tried to go to work. And like, I didn't understand why he was going to work. I'm like, why are you going to work? What are you doing? And he says, yeah. I don't know. I just have to kind of go. And so I was like, okay. He went over there and within an hour or two, he was back and said they sent everybody home because I mean, just, it just was too shocking and scary. And at that time in LA, um, you know, there was rumors that they were uh, targeting LA buildings in LA or prominent buildings in LA or areas of LA. There were all kinds of crazy rumors that day. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and as for Kobe, we were in Sprouts, uh, Lindley and I we were shopping on Sprouts, the one over there in, um, uh, on Ventura. Oh no, on Olympic, the one over there on Olympic way down a little bit further down. And I remember I saw the tweet and I was like, Bullshit. And then I went and looked to find people who were verified to see if it was true. And then I just remember just standing still and watching everyone just kind of moving around the sprouts. But I was just like, I couldn't process it because he's so young, as you said, Matt, young, 41 years old. You're just like, what? And, and the manner in which it happened and the madness of it all, um, the helicopter, all of that, it just was crazy. So I just remember just standing there for like a good 10 minutes in the like bulk food section just reading the responses, trying to really verify if it's true or not, mm-hmm. then accepting that it's true and seeing people's like reactions on Twitter. Lindley had to come up to me and she's like, are you okay? And I had to tell her and she's like, oh my God. So it was just that kind of, um, reaction to it all. So yeah, like, I, yeah, I mean, I don't remember Elvis too much. I don't, I do, I kind of remember John Lennon watching the, you know, the Monday night football. That's when they announced it. Mm-hmm. I remember that, um, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really grasp it, you know? Um, yeah, that's before my time. Yeah. Yeah. And then the challenger, I remember that, uh, being in school and seeing it like yeah. the window walking to class because we had those kind of open cubicle classes where, where I was in Virginia. And I remember seeing the TV on in one classroom and people were watching it and all of a sudden, boom. And then you're like, what the fuck just happened? And the reaction in class was just insane. So those are the things that jump out at me that I remember in terms of shocking passings. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to say that we were watching the challenger in class mm-hmm. because it was oh, built okay. up. Um, right. Because well, they, they had a teacher on there. So it was like a tie to, oh, you know, there's uh, stuff for uh, kids to latch onto and some inspirational story and then it exploded. And, but yeah. like I didn't fully understand. I knew it exploded and, and the people weren't there anymore. Right. Right. But right, it didn't right. really set in, I guess. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Now, you're, I mean, a couple of years older than me. Do you? Do you remember where you were when uh, Archduke Franz Ferdinand was assassinated? 
<laughs> yeah, a bit shocking. A bit yeah, shocking. Yeah, it was. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a bit oh, shocking. Oh man, Princip took uh, a shot. Yeah, I had no idea Ray Fines was there too. It was kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, that's geez. true. Sitting shotgun. <laughs> shotgun, letting it happen. Um, but yeah, no, that was shocking. The Lusitania was shocking. Oh like, man, the Lusitania the Titanic was super shocking. <laughs> then of course. <laughs> But I mean, dude, uh, no one, no one saw the, um, uh, uh, John, what was his name? The assassination. No one saw that assassination coming. It was a Garfield who was assassinated. I forget who was the president who was assassinated. Like the first one. Wasn't it Garfield? Well, I know Lincoln, uh, of course, of course, but the first, well, I mean, there was the duel with, uh, Andrew Jackson where the man oh, called right. him out and yeah. then. Uh, you know, he shot him down. I don't think he killed him though. There was Alexander Hamilton and, uh, Aaron Burr. Yes. James A. Garfield. That's it. Yeah. The Garfield assassination. Uh, no one saw that coming in, uh, 1881. Let me tell you. <laughs> it was a bit of a shock. Can you imagine being in the audience when Teddy Roosevelt got shot and then finished his speech? That son of a bitch with the speech saved his life. There's no way any like I would imagine the vast majority of the crowd had no clue what was going. Oh, on. I'm sure they might have noticed he was a little. They must have said, "Oh, he's, look, he's look, he's a little old. He's forgetting his words." Or yeah, he looks know, a little peaked like or something. Yeah, and then it comes out in the news reports that he was shot and was saved by parchment. <laughs> the fact that his his speech his, was 50 pages. Yeah, ridiculously <laughs> thick, and he went on to do like an hour or more of speaking. That's why, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, on some level, the train stop tour ish era yes. of politics, not saying he was on a train, but that type of where you go to a place and you speak for two hours. I miss that. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I'm glad I don't have to sit through that. Oh yeah. No doubt. That's a lot to ask of anybody. I think nowadays. Well, it's, it's good because they have to express themselves and fully, you know, illuminate yeah. a crowd as to their opinion. So they have to have thought about. And have a nuanced understanding of all kinds of different topics. That doesn't mean I want to sit and listen to it, though. Yeah. But how bad did they not like him that even even if he was shot, it didn't end up leading to him being reelected as president? So it's a shame. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> maybe they didn't know the full story. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty badass. I mean, that gets you elected in today's day and age. Dude, he talked for 84 minutes after he was shot, blood seeping into his shirt, and it, sa- and it says here that the bullet lodged into his chest muscle, and they just left it there because they thought it would be more detrimental to remove it. than to- So he carried that bullet inside of him for the rest of his life. Insane. Yeah. Kind of crazy, man. So. That is pretty incredible. I remember seeing when that cricketer passed, but I have no understanding yeah. of the sport. It just, it was trending on Twitter. Yes. To a degree that, that it was kind of tough to escape. And, yeah. uh, I, it, you know, reading it, it was like, wow, this guy must have been really good at it. Yeah. But to me, he looked like, you know, John Daly's cousin. I mean, he was in better shape, but he just looked like a dude that liked to party and he played cricket. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if that's the fast cricket or the cricket that can take, you know, two to three days, but. Oh yeah. The, oh, I don't know. I didn't know there was a difference. I, they're, I think they're termed different things. Okay. Okay. Uh, cause some cricket matches, like they take breaks for tea. Oh, tea, you say? Well, that's a, yeah, you know. Oh my. <laughs> it's a, a vestige of, 
when Britain invaded nine out of ten countries in the world. That's an actual fact. Nine of the ten countries that exist in the world, Britain has invaded at one point or another. The T, you say. <laughs> uh, see, that's, you know, it's former commonwealths are where it's still oh, big today. I respect it, man. I respect it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how anybody sits through it. It's one thing to play it where at least you're engaged. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Good point. Yeah. But how do you sit there for eight hours or something on day one and then come back for day two? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question, actually. Yeah. You got to love the ever loving shit out of that sport. I mean, I know, man. how boring is that? I mean, baseball, I go for the food and to shoot the breeze with my friends and that takes yeah. four to five hours. Yeah. I can't imagine going for like multiple hours to a cricket match, multiple hours. You know. Yeah, double a baseball game. No, I couldn't do it. Baseball's already too long and boring for me. It's true. Unless you're talking playoffs. But even then sometimes with all the pitching switches throughout. Yeah. Yeah. But at least there's stakes. Like you can feel the intensity difference. Mm-hmm. If it's just a random game in the middle of the season and it takes four and a half hours like this, yeah. is boring as shit. It's not a good thing. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah, no. But... <laughs> You know, to those that love it, congratulations. Yeah. 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 Congratulations. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that's a good answer to that, that uh, question. Uh, let's move on to the next one, Matt. What do we got? Our next one comes from, I'm probably going to butcher this. Okay. But Michael Orokar. Okay. There's okay. an umlaut over the O and the A mm. in Orokar, and I don't. Listen. Don't know where you put the inflection on that. But anyway, it says, hi, Matt and John, longtime listener, but recently moved up to the $5 tier. And this is my first question to you guys. Mm. Oscar snubs is something I like to discuss. And in some cases, I even get a bit upset about. I know it's a weakness of mine. <laughs> There's one actress in particular that I can't believe hasn't won an Oscar yet, even though she has been nominated four times. And that is Michelle Williams. Mm. In my opinion, she should have won three times already. The only year I think she didn't deserve to win was when she was up against Natalie Portman in Black Swan because Natalie was awesome in that role. My question is, do you guys think she should have won in any of the years she was nominated? Mm. To make things easier for you, I will include the years and her fellow nominees below. Thank you for taking my question. Michael Orakar from Sweden. Parenthetically says, yeah, good luck pronouncing my last name. (laughs) You could have phonetically put it in there, Mike. You could have. <laughs> but is it like Yurik here? Yeah, I don't I don't sure. know how you sure. – No fucking clue how you pronounce it. Urikar. Urikar. Could be. Swedish accent there. I too. am just going to Anglicanize it and, uh, or Anglicanize it. I can't even fucking – whatever. It doesn't matter. Orikar is what I'm saying. <laughs> so 2006, it's best performance by an actress in a supporting role. Okay. She was up against – Rachel Weiss, The Constant Gardener, who won. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amy Adams, Junebug. Catherine Keener, Capote. Mm-hmm. Francis McDormand, North Country. Michelle Williams, Brokeback Mountain. What say you, sir? I still think it's Rachel Weiss, and I'll say this because Michelle Williams isn't the central part of the film. She has a couple of really strong moments for sure, but that's also cut up between her and her and Anne Hathaway. Hathaway has a couple of strong moments as well in that movie. She didn't get nominated, but I think the fact that you've got the, the, both of the wives in the film having distinct, uh, memorable moments in the movie, I think kind of, um, undercuts, uh, her chances of winning in this situation. And I would actually go, I would actually give it, still give it to Rachel Vice. 
then go to Francis McDormand, then Amy Adams, then Michelle, then Catherine Keener, in my personal opinion. So I, I don't think she wins that one. In my, I think the right person won because that uh, performance from Vice and Constant Gardner is fantastic. Matt? Um, yeah, I would agree with that because I think almost the first thing I think of when I think Constant Gardner is her. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because she's this fleeting idea of what Ray Fiennes thinks like this idealistic woman as he unravels yeah. the actual story behind it. The the complexion of her character changes over time and there's just yeah. much more there to kind of uh, sink your teeth into mm-hmm. as a viewer mm-hmm. um, as opposed to Michelle Williams. But it's a good point where she has a very similar role to Hathaway's. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, I would still take Rachel Weiss in The Constant Gardener 2006. 2011 uh, best performance by an actress in a leading role. He already gave it to Natalie Portman, Black Swan winner. Mm-hmm. Then there's Annette Bening, The Kids Are All Right, Jennifer Lawrence, Winter's Bone, Michelle Williams, Blue Valentine, Nicole Kidman, Rabbit Hole. Yeah, this is an odd year because, I mean, I never saw Rabbit Hole. Um, and I saw Natalie Portman, Black Swan. I thought she was good. In, obviously, clearly uh, damn good in that movie. But I kind of was hoping for Jennifer Lawrence in Winter's Bone. I thought she was great in Winter's Bone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, I would say it's a toss up for me between what Portman did in Black Swan and what Jennifer Lawrence does in Winter's Bone. That being said though, that blue Valentine film is like being wrung out and hung outside to dry multiple times. It is an emotionally exhausting film in all the best ways because, you know, the relationship between her and Ryan Gosling in that movie is just fucking powerful and, and, uh, depressing. Um, but, and she's incredible in the film. So, you might have a very, ironically, you might have a stronger case, Michael, for her in 2011 than you would in any of the other ones. Ironically, the one where you give it to Natalie Portman, because I think Michelle Williams gave as good as Natalie gave in Black Swan in Blue Valentine. So I would argue maybe Michelle deserves it for 2011. And I think her performance, if you go back and see Black Swan, you go back and see Michelle Williams in Blue Valentine. I think Michelle Williams' Blue Valentine performance ages better than mm-hmm. Portman's in Black Swan, in my personal opinion. Yeah, but it, Portman's is the meteor role on yes. some level just because she's the focus of it and she gets to play dual parts. Right. And it's just going to, I don't know, the voters are going to gravitate towards that more often than not. And I'm kind of glad Jennifer Lawrence didn't win. I don't, not, yeah. you know, I think when you're that young, it's good to get nominated. I don't think you should win. I, I just think you, it's, like, it's great. <laughs> uh, prove it. Prove it. You know, it's like Anna Paquin winning at such a young age. Uh huh. Yeah, that what was. Is she, yeah. yeah. What has she done since? Right. That comes close to that. No, it's yeah. It's, it's just like I, I, I you know, Man, I don't know. That. But that okay. being said, you know, uh, congratulations. Yes, absolutely. Uh, all right. Twenty twelve. Uh, leading actress again. <sighs> Meryl Streep, The Iron Lady, won. Glenn Close and Albert Nobbs, Michelle Williams in My Week with Marilyn, Rooney Mara, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and Viola De- Davis, The Help. Mm, this is tough because, A, I can't believe Albert Nobbs was 10 years ago. Fuck, man. Um, two, I don't think Meryl Streep should have won for The Iron Lady. I agree with that. I thought yeah. it was I thought it was a good performance, but it wasn't an Oscar-worthy performance. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'd have to go with Viola Davis in The Help, to be honest with you. I thought she was the best one of them all. Look, Michelle Williams in My Week with Marilyn – it's my own personal thing, Michael, who sent in the, this message. It's my own personal thing. I don't think anyone can encapsulate Marilyn. No one. True. 
No one has come close, in my opinion. No one has really grasped the energy of Maryland. It's not possible. Michelle Williams did a good job, uh, like kind of um, evoking the essence of Maryland, but she didn't knock it out of the park for me in that movie. Um, and I don't quite like it sh- she doesn't have that sexuality that Marilyn had. I mean, men fell to their knees in front of that woman. They don't do that for Michelle. And I just don't think it, she had that energy, that full energy of Marilyn, even as she was doing a good approximation of Marilyn. So for me, I, 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 it was a weird nomination for me to begin with. And I, I wouldn't have put her, uh, in the conversation, in my opinion, for, for that. So in the end, I default to Viola Davis in the help. Even though I think Viola Davis is good in The Help, I don't think it's a standout, insane role. She's because there's so many great women in that movie. Yeah, uh, but I think by default, I would give it to Viola Davis. And I don't know what Rooney Mara is doing in this category because that film, that film's good, but nothing she did in that film wasn't what you already saw Nui Rapace do in the original. So I, I don't know what she's doing in this movie. No. Oh, see, I would go. I'm much kinder about that. I still think that she brought together. I brought to life uh, a great character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Iron Lady is that's a good performance in a mediocre movie. How is that a winner? Yeah, right. Yeah, it was really. Yeah. It's because she's it's because she's uh, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm, I'm fine with that. You've earned the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in a year like that, where I don't think there's a massive standout, that's yeah. that's fine, I guess. Um, uh, would you have taken Amy Adams? She wasn't even nominated for the Master. Would you put her up up up? I I would put her in there over Rudy Mara or probably mm. Michelle Williams or probably Glenn Close. Yeah. Uh, but that one's more of a supporting, not a leading. Uh, it's a, I'm sorry, you're right. That's a good point. What about Naomi Watson, The Impossible? Would you put her up there? Yes. Jessica Chastain. For what? Zero, Zero, Zero Dark. dark? But no. Yes. Oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm misunderstood. So maybe I should be looking at 2011 best performances, right? Because I would assume, cool. yeah. Let me see here. Go ahead. Keep going, Matt. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut it's you It's not the 2012 nominations? Right, right, right. It's the 2011 nominations for the 2012 award. Those are always the confusing things in my mind. Yeah, I just go by the year they give them out. So they yeah, list yeah. it as the 2012. Okay, so then we're talking about 2012. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, it's just right, easier right. that way. Um, yeah, Jessica Chastain still 2011. Zero Dark Thirty came out in 2011. Is that correct? No, it came out in 2012. No. So that's an yeah. odd thing. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Well, that would be a 13 then. What about my week with Maryland? Did that come out? See, that's 2011. So it's a very confusing yeah. list. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. Uh, no. So I think that's, it's, it's, it's an okay year, which happens sometimes. Yeah. 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 You know, it's kind of like best picture this year. Uh, or the green book year. I, I'm not really blown away by a lot of these choices. Yeah. Um, although I thoroughly enjoyed Coda and I, th- I thought oh, yeah, Coda was of good. what's being nominated there. Um, I'm fine with that one taking it. Yeah. Uh, anything is better than power the dog. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? That movie's boring as shit. Oh my God. It's boring as shit. And there's no way you can justify that little twist at the end after having sat through two, two hours of monotony <laughs> for that. And you're like, okay. For that. For that, I mean, it's just ridiculous. The only good thing came out of it is Lon Harris posted arguably my favorite joke of the past couple of months on Twitter. Oh. Thanks to that movie. What did he say? Well, it was, 
Elon Musk when he's got the cowboy hat on in the shades from like a, two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, And he just put out the only known picture of Bronco Henry. And I was like, that's a great <laughs> fucking joke. That is a great fucking good for you. Yeah, I'm not going to deny those. It. Yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's the best thing to me that's come out of that movie is that's a joke is at its expense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all right. So his yeah. final year, then I was going to move on to that. 2017, oh, yeah, 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 good. Uh, performance in a supporting role. Viola Davis for Fences, mm. uh, was the winner. Michelle Williams, Manchester by the Sea. Uh, Naomi Harris, Moonlight. Nicole Kidman, Lion. Octavia Spencer, Hidden Figures. <sighs> yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah, I agree with Michael's characterization here and i also think this was a bit of a makeup for viola because a lot of people felt she should have won in 2012 people were very upset that she didn't win because she'd been winning on all the critics choice awards like all of them leading up to that oscar thing um i did like michelle williams in manchester by the sea i really did but to be fair there was only one really strong or two really strong scenes with her when she realizes what happened to the kids and then when she has the confrontation with Casey later in the movie, uh, in the alley or wherever, which is really devastating, just a devastating confrontation. But I don't know that she did enough to win for me in, in that as a supporting role overall. Uh, but I just, uh, sorry, I, I guess I misread what Michael said here. Um, cause I think she, Viola is a supporting role. I think she is the lead. Denzel is the lead and the kid and the, and the son. Those are the kind of co-leads in the movie. Viola is a supporting role for sure, but I do still think it was a makeup. Um, I actually might default to, uh, Nicole Kidman or Naomi Harris. Maybe even Naomi giving her a slight edge over Nicole Kidman. Cause I really liked Moonlight and I liked what Naomi did in Moonlight. And I think Naomi is, um, an unrecognized, absolutely stellar talent. Like, she should be getting Oscars at the level that the great ones get Oscars because that woman is absolutely phenomenal in just about everything she's ever in. Um, and so ironically, I would say I would give her the edge probably then, then maybe Nicole Kidman, then Michelle, then Viola, and then Octavia Spencer. It would be my rundown on that. Situation. Yeah. And I didn't read that parenthetically. He said Viola was great, but I think this was a leading role, not a supporting. That's why I think William should have won this year. <laughs> Um, yeah, Kidman's part is small, but it's pretty impactful. Yes, agreed. And I think Lion is great. If you've never seen Lion, yeah, it's a, it's an amazing story. Uh, it's based on a true story. Um, about a kid that gets separated from his family in India and then is adopted by an Australian family. And then he goes on the search for his village and to find his family. Yeah. Uh, again, and it's, it's a good one. Uh, for the movies alone, I guess I would put Kidman up there because I like that better than the others. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, Moonlight, the third act killed me. Okay. Um, I don't mind you hooking up with the dude, but at least punch him in the mouth first. <laughs> what he did to you? Yes. <laughs> it's fine that you have, you share this, you know, secret, this bond together, but he also hung you off the dry and made your life a living hell. At least punch him in the fucking mouth once. And I think he, if if he is who you think he is, it'd be like, I deserve that. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, true. And then you move on. I just don't, I don't know. Going straight to 
where they end up. I, in I watching it, I was like, oh come come on, punch him, and then do whatever you're gonna do. But Jesus, you know, yeah, yeah, something. Uh, but yeah, that's another interesting year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some good choices for sure in those years. So I mean, I but I take Michael's point. Listen, we all have our actors or actresses that we cheer for that we support, and so. Like we think their work kind of stands a cut above. And so that's, you know, kind of a subjective nature, the subjective nature of acting and directing and all of that. So in no way, if just because we didn't 100% agree with you, Michael, doesn't mean your, your opinions are any less valid. You know, you've got your feeling about it. And certainly you could probably make a case, uh, for each one of your, um, picks and your beliefs, uh, in these years. But, you know, there's some great people that she was going up against, some fantastic, talents yeah. you know she wasn't losing out to some you know middle of the road talents so yeah and it's a testament to her ability that she keeps putting out work yeah. and material that yeah. is in consideration gets nominated it shows that she's choosing good projects great projects and delivering when asked yeah uh so you kind of assume she'll eventually get hers yeah yeah i think so um yeah uh, because she's not a all she's not also a flash in the pan actress. This is Michelle will be acting for quite some time. Um and will get her moment to kind of get that Oscar as well. And well and listen, it's incredible to think that she's the one that came out of Dawson's Creek. I mean, you know, it's just kind of crazy. Um because I kinda had a feeling that it would be Katie initially, then maybe Vanderbeek, but then she just kind of slowly did her thing, step by step, piece by piece, and now she's the one that's really the standout actress of that crew. And so you know, I never thought Joshua Jackson was going to go anywhere. So, I mean, just incredible to see um what she's been able to do, you know? So. Yeah. Of the two guys, I thought Joshua Jackson had the chance. Really? Okay. I, I didn't watch the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've never seen a second of it. I've seen the, the, like the trailer stuff that they would play to try yeah. and entice you to watch the show. But I mean, it was geared towards a younger generation because uh, that came out it's, what like 2000 2001 somewhere in that ballpark yeah. yeah 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 so i'm in my early 20s and that's made for teenagers it's true but it's you know it's early cw uh programming so they have a distinct yeah. demographic that they're going for at all times um yeah. but yeah and i didn't even know michelle williams was on it until i started seeing her in movies and people said oh she's from dawson's creek and i was like oh wow i I know the three of Katie Holmes, Josh right. Jackson, and Vanderbeek, but I never thought Vanderbeek had a real shot, to be honest. Wow. All right. I don't I mean, want your laugh. That's yeah. I saw Varsity Blues. Vanderbeek didn't have it to me. Uh, <laughs> you don't got it, kid. You don't got it. I don't believe in you. Um, all right. Well, there we go. Uh, thank you so much uh, for that question there, Michael. Uh, thank you also for the question, Timothy, that uh, pretty much consumed our time on this episode of uh, Topic Thunder. We appreciate it, man. And thanks to all the patrons who've been sending in stuff. You know, you $5 and above, send in your questions, thoughts, and comments. We want to answer them here on the show. So uh, it's our way of saying thank you for being a patron and are giving you some more content in exchange and shouting you out as a patron uh, of our um, of our Top 10 show, for sure, Matt. And uh you guys heard the call, and we have quite a few in the hopper, but that does not mean we want you to stop. So yeah. if you have any more, because we'd rather see 
nice double digit healthy amount in there at all times. And when it gets down to like seven, eight, you start to going, Hey guys, please uh, send us some more. Well, cause that's only seven or eight. That could be four shows. That could be two shows, depending on what the questions are. Very true. Uh, and right now it looks like we've got enough for like five, six, maybe seven shows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's good. And we appreciate that, but please keep sending men. So there's an email address over there. Uh, at uh, patreon.com forward slash the top 10 that is only for you individuals. So please send us whatever you'd like us to talk about. And you can do that over there and uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at top 10 show or on Instagram and YouTube. It is forward slash the top 10 podcast. And so hit us up over there and you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. You can follow me at the Roka says, all right, y'all take care of yourselves. Be well. We'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of topic thunder. Ooh.